0: You are listening to The Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about The Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media.
1: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 17 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild.
0: And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, hey, man. What's happening? I happened? am broadcasting from my childhood bedroom. Oh, man. It's awesome. Oh, man. How did I exist in such a small space? Those, I guess I was smaller.
1: If those walls could talk, they would tell <laughs> lots of tales of Playboy magazines and self pleasuring.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of girlfriends <laughs> who enjoyed my bedroom too. I have to say,
1: I would like for them to uh, be special guests on next week's episode. <laughs> I have some questions I'd like to ask of them. <laughs> if that's okay with you, I think they
0: i think they'd be very reluctant guests.
1: I plead the. They might—they <laughs> might
0: ignore your subpoena.
1: They might ignore my what?
0: Your subpoena.
1: Oh, that's what I was hoping you said. <laughs>
0: Oh wait, before we get into this. <laughs> yes. Come on. The world premiere
1: yeah. of
0: your amazing documentary, they ain't ready for me, happened this week.
1: It was
0: it was it was awesome. It was fantastic. I went to the screening on Thursday night, which was the it had had a, an afternoon screening, but the, the 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 evening screening was the move.
1: Dude, it got a standing ovation. I know, that was kind of crazy.
0: It was awesome. It was crazy. It was unbelievably great. And I'm so thrilled for you. I mean, it got a standing ovation.
1: Yeah. Well, Tamar got the standing ovation.
0: Come on, man. Stop it. Okay. This was, it was definitely, it was definitely a collaboration. But, dude, I was reading one of the reviews of it. It was saying, you know, there, documentaries like this sometimes go, oftentimes have gone off the rail. But, but Rothschild knew exactly what the story was and how to tell it. I mean, it really was unbelievable. Well, and I've, I've seen it, yeah. but then to see it in the theater yeah. was amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, now that you've let the cat out of the bag, that you were one of the very few people who had seen a screener of it beforehand, it is much different sitting yeah. in a room with people. But I will tell right. you.
0: My mother weeping.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah, the whole Cook family was there, which was awesome.
0: It was awesome. Um, well, we, met, we were missing Lauren and the girls. Right.
1: But, I mean, your mom and your sister. I'm sorry. Right. Your, your wife and, and daughters weren't there, unfortunately. But you were there, and I realized afterwards that you and I did not take a picture together. Which was I know. I
0: hour. know. Lauren was saying to me, she's like, where's the picture of the yeah. two of you? Where's it's the, the picture of, of his hand? I was like, hour. he was mobbed with people. Right, everybody right, wanted right. to talk to him and Tamar, there's, there's whatever. Always, it a, was a moment.
1: You could have pushed everybody out of the way. It would have been all right.
0: Yeah. But, but it was I'm, great. I, I, I encourage all AC listeners to see They Ain't Ready For Me. It was to, just amazing. To demand to see it. Demand it. Demand it. So
1: I'll tell you what the funniest part for me was. Yeah. Now, Tamar has seen the film also, right? I, she yeah. has seen earlier versions of it. She saw the rough cuts. Yep. But during the first screening, I was sitting next to her. Yeah. Which was also, you know, special because right. you know she's the subject of the film. Right, but like she's like laughing at like her own jokes. (laughs) She's like yelling at the screen like during. (laughs) I'm like, come on, (laughs) like come on, like you've seen this movie before,
0: dude. It it's there is a difference, and I and there the lines that were funny were funny as hell.
1: I'll tell you, there's so much funny stuff that couldn't go in there. You know, yeah, for, I'm for obvious sure. Reasons, I'm just,
0: sure. It's
1: like insanity that you can't put in there.
0: And you know what? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. One of the parts that I love was when the guy who keeps coming around and talking to her about politics. <laughs> you love that guy's voice, right? <laughs> I love that guy's voice. First of all, he's right out of central casting, really and nice. just the way like Tamar would just go about her business, <laughs> and he would be going on and on and on and on and on and on, and she'd be like doing her own thing, and be, like every now and again, she'd like acknowledge his existence. <laughs> And then he'd go on and on and on and on, and she'd be just doing her thing. It was really, really funny.
1: You could be the darling of the state house. <laughs> darling of the state house. She's like, I'm yes. not so darling. <laughs> <laughs> the young people like you, I love it when you call me young. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs>
0: This is it really funny. The other funny thing was in the Q and A afterwards, when she said it got to the point when at any time a white person would come in the neighborhood, they'd be like, "Tomorrow,
1: there's totally, a white person here for you." It's totally true. Tomorrow, one of your friends is here.
0: <laughs>
1: yep, that is exactly what happens in that neighborhood when white yeah. people show up. They're like, "Oh, she's down there." I will <laughs> tell you. I will tell you something really interesting though, and yeah. it's disturbing because it occurs on a subconscious level. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times people came up to me on the block when I was there. Yeah. Black people. Right. Thinking that I was somehow in charge of what was going on. Oh, really? They see a white guy and oh they my assume God. he's running the show.
0: I so, thought they were going to assume that you were a
1: cop. No. People they see me there and I'm not like, you know, a I'm not like walking around like a cop I'm sort right. of like one of the people who's hanging out on the block right. so people will come up to me and be like uh, where do I put this I'm like or you know where? what about this I'm like what are you asking me for I'm like Tamara's over there
0: I feel like, you- like
1: she's in charge <laughs> I'm just hanging out here like but that's the way that you're like
0: what are you asking me for I'm just a white guy
1: but they just assume and this right. is has, you know it's generations like they assume yeah. that there's a white person there they're in right. charge the white wow. person is in charge. It's kind of crazy. Some woman, right. Tamar told me this story, that some woman once walked up to a white mask volunteer and yep. started gushing about the work that Tamar was doing, talking to her as if she were Tamar. And oh. the woman said, this is all very nice, but that's Tamar, and pointed at, you know. Wow. People just automatically think, like, oh, the white people are the ones doing this. And that's sad. Oh that's that is sad. sad
0: dude. That yeah. is sad. But I am so psyched! I'm so psyched about the vocational school.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is awesome. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. on I'm that really block excited and, about that. You know. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Congratulations, darling. It was thank wonderful. You. Thank you. I'm and I right am there. absolutely certain it's going to get picked up. I hope so. It's I so good. So. It's a, Ruth Messenger was there. Holy moly! Ruth Messenger
1: loves Tamar.
0: Yeah. You Maybe. see they want but this is I have mixed feelings. Everybody and I agree I think tomorrow would be a me. I think she would be the darling of the state house. Yeah. But my my I have very mixed feelings about it. of course obviously it's whatever tomorrow wants to do. Yeah. But I fear that all the unbelievably good works, her efforts to heal the world yeah. and how she's roped all these people in because she's so charismatic and yeah. so inspirational that if she wasn't doing that yeah, and she was. A lot of the stuff that she's done and that she's accomplished might wither on the vine, until yeah. this whole thing is really institutionalized in a way where it can work without this incredibly charismatic right, figure at the center a of it. Transformative
1: figure. Do I don't it. want her to run? Yeah. So, right. You know, I think that's a good point, and I, you know, it's obviously she thinks about this stuff all the time. So I don't think that she's ever going to do anything that's going to if she thinks it would damage that work right. that she's done. That's right. the most important thing. She right. doesn't care. She's not about power. She's but when she does run,
0: it. I want to be her body man. Yeah. I want to be like okay. when she's like, yo, I need my phone. Yo, I need my wallet. I need this. I'll totally be her body man.
1: <laughs> like I'm deep.
0: <laughs> Exactly. What's that
1: That's exactly name? what I was thinking. What's that guy's name? <laughs> but cooler. That guy is so yeah. ridiculous.
0: I love that movie. So I love so that show. so great.
1: What's his name? It's, so ridiculous. Really- like, is it, uh, Gary? G- Gary?
0: Yeah. Gary? Is it Gary? I yeah. Is it
1: Carrie? I don't
0: know. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Um, yeah, so you could be that guy. I could be you that have guy. More, you have more hair than he does.
0: <laughs> Forget being like an advisor and policy. Right, a political a
1: policy advisor. Senior that. policy advisor. Nah, whatever.
0: I got a, f- I got a feeling that the, that the people who are the body men are uniquely influential in a lot of ways because they spend the most time with the person. I think so. I think so.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Tamara, it's all about who she trusts, right? You know, and that's why I was really fortunate that we, you know, bonded in such a way that she trusts me, and she she on Staten Island. Yeah, but she trusted me enough to open up her life to me, right? And and to know that I wasn't going, that I wasn't out there to. Like do a hatchet job or right. do disservice to, or, you know, somehow misrepresent what she does.
0: No way. You let it, you, you, in fact, you just let, you, you let her do the talking and you chose the angles and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a there was, the I've wall. seen documentaries where the, the filmmaker really puts themselves in the film.
1: Yeah. You know me. That's not my style. Right.
0: I know. And that, yeah. this is one of the things that is really unbelievable about, uh, about this, that, you do this arc of this, uh, 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 of the corner, in in addition to getting into her background and stuff. it's. I'm telling anybody, you have to see the movie. You have to demand to see this film. That's all. She and I'm not the, just saying it. We should start a campaign
1: for Netflix to pick it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm on it. Tell me, tell me what to do. I don't know. I think
1: we've got to hashtag Netflix, or we gotta, we got to inbox Netflix on Twitter or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, and, it's a great idea. And, and hashtag they ain't ready for me until... They ain't ready, and hashtag Tamar. Until Netflix says, oh, what's this? We need right. to acquire this film.
0: Right. That's a right. good
1: idea. He Absolutely. Was, I think Jordan also said that to me the other day, that he wanted to do that. And Jordan right. surprised everybody by showing up. Oh, you didn't
0: know he was showing up? I knew. Yeah.
1: But nobody else knew. He and I, I spoke to him that morning.
0: Yeah. And he's like, yo, I'm coming up.
1: He said that his professor had canceled the afternoon class because he was sick. And he's like, Uh you think? I'm I'm there. He's like, I can probably get on a bus and make it up there for the evening show. And I said, that would be great if you did. And he said, all right, I'll do it. Nice. I said, said, let's not tell anybody else. It's so
0: resourceful for a 12-year-old. I mean, seriously. (laughs)
1: You know, for he, he's pretty resourceful for a twelve-year-old, considering he's a sophomore in college. I mean,
0: and he's six foot two.
1: How many twelve-year-olds are sophomores?
0: And he's six foot two
1: and tall. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So st- it's go funny ahead because one of his buddies from growing up was also at the screening. Oh yeah, and the, and this That's kid, awesome. he was there with his parents, and this kid right. was always huge. He, like, and now
0: Jordan tor- towers over him, no, right?
1: No. Because the guy was like, he, the kid was like 6'3 when he was like 16 years old. And he looked at Jordan, he's like, I never thought we'd almost be the same size.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, I was, the, I was the biggest kid in ninth grade. Oh, and by the time know? we graduated, I was, yeah, I was like the little guy that I <laughs> So
1: you matured early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had,
0: oh, the, yeah, you had the hair
1: going early. Oh, yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, late, we're late bloomers in the Rothschild. Dude, I did not want to take my shirt off. at camp. <laughs> Really? I was, like, embarrassed.
1: I had the opposite problem because I was, like, a bald eagle. <laughs> and, and then one moment, it one moment,
0: bloomer. one a camp, the counselors pu- pulled my towel off me after uh-uh. a shower and threw and pushed me out into the porch, and there were girls there. And can you imagine that reaction? That's not cool. Because I was an early bloomer. That's not cool. No, it wasn't cool. It was funny, though. Now that we talk. I
1: You know, I wonder if in 2020, that
0: type of behavior... No way.
1: If if something, let's say... The council
0: would be on the first bus home. Fired.
1: Fired would be probably the least of what would happen. Right, right. Think about like, okay, you have girls. So the odds of this happening to a girl... Look, if it happens to a girl, it's, it's like a different level. Right. But if you had a son and he emailed or he called you from camp... And told you that this had just happened to him. What do you think you would do right now?
0: I'd be like, "Wow, that happened to me too. What a coincidence!"
1: Well, besides that, besides that, you'd probably—I'd be on pretty your, pissed. probably—I'd be pretty pissed. You'd probably be on your way to camp. Yeah, like to rip somebody's head off and yeah, set the true. whole place on fire.
0: <laughs> very, very but true. But back
1: in our day, it was just like, "Yeah, that's what happens."
0: That's what happens. After yeah. I got the dead legs, yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
1: After they took the, after (laughs) they took the pillowcases, filled them with bars of soap, and beat the crap out of of them. (laughs) This is why. And and the wedgie contest. This is why I was afraid to go to sleepaway camp. No exaggeration.
0: My my first of everything of anything happened at sleepaway camp. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Total craziness.
1: Everybody, let your imaginations run wild. Let your
0: imaginations run wild. Um. So, we started out. I mentioned the word subpoena, uh-huh. and you were going to go in one direction. No, I was.
1: I wanted to make sure that was the word you were using. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> I see. I thought I, see. I
1: heard something else. I
0: just. Oh. Especially <laughs> <It's laughs> since we were talking about my bedroom exactly. and girlfriends. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <Now> I <laughs> get you it. Uh, you uh,
1: sick bastard! Oh <laughs> uh, God! <laughs> but no, no, as long as you're talking about subpoenas, and let's yeah. let's talk about subpoenas. Go on.
0: So no, I just here's the thing. I, Lauren and I were were having a, a, a disagreement yesterday evening uh-huh. because she said she had listened to the impeachment, the House managers presenting their case the whole way up from D.C. to New York, right. and I said, and I looked, I was like, oh really? I've paid no attention, and I watched the Nick game tonight. Yeah, and they, by the way, they almost won. And uh,
1: hold on a second. Yeah. You texted that to me last night. They almost <laughs> won. As if like that's somehow like some sort it's of... We're talking victory. about the Knicks.
0: The fact that they almost no. won is an important thing. In other words, they lost. By not that much. They and they didn't were playing lose the by Raptors. And they were playing the Raptors, who were great. They right? didn't lose by So that they only much. lost by six points. And it was close to the end. I was like biting the pillow. Anyway. Let's not so talk about you biting the pillow anymore. I now. said... So, no, it's biting the pillow. Not that biting the pillow. The Let's other, the sports watching, biting the pillow. Anyway, okay. so um, I said, you know, it's a foregone conclusion. He's going to get acquitted. Right? Why do I need to be stressed out about this? And it genuinely, it does stress me out.
1: Well, her argument was
0: it's historic. Um, it's important. The kids she's, were in the car. They were asking she's good questions. Right? It is she's important, right.
1: and it is historic. But it's only historic to me at least, in the sense that this is the moment where our...
0: It's the, a our, marker of the, of of the, the further of our, yeah, of the deterioration of, of, of American institutions. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it is important because we're going to look back on this and say this is where it all happened. Right. This, is, this was the tipping point where it became obvious, if we hadn't known it already, that the institutions that were supposed to protect us are, have failed because the people... Who are in the institutions? Right, are cowards.
0: Well, um, they don't. They don't believe in it. They they haven't internalized like, the ideals and principles that are important to make those institutions actually operable. Basically, well, they have disabled them, them because they don't believe in them, and they're that's they, for they're
1: some of them, and then others. And then others cowards.
0: is political cynicism. They're cowards. So now th- there's this controversy over the president has allegedly said that unless any GOP senator who doesn't vote with him, head will be on a spike. Uh Now, apparently, Adam Schiff made reference to this in his closing remarks. I don't think
1: it was in his closing remarks. I think
0: he he made reference to it earlier in the day. And the the argument that the – and I heard that Lisa Murkowski from Alaska said that he was compelling up until that point, but it's not true – that the president said that. Is it not true or it hasn't been confirmed?
1: You know, so again, I'm not following it as looking, closely. They're looking for excuses. This right. is an excuse. Oh, right. I was going to vote for it until... But now he went a well, that's too the, far. Well, that's right? the story
0: with Lisa Murkowski and, and Susan Collins anyway. Yeah. They're always looking to play until the last minute and they just go Anybody, straight down party line.
1: This is Lucy and the football. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. If you believe this time Lucy isn't going to pull the football and you're Charlie Brown, you're going to, right. you know, this is exactly what this is. I mean, Susan Collins is, Did Lucy you see the
0: Borowitz report this week? About Susan Collins? Yeah. Said Susan yes. Collins debates about what to have for lunch, right. for and then, hours, right, and, then, and, then, and then, then decides to have exactly what Mitch McConnell had.
1: Exactly, and that's what this is. It's this, <laughs> right. This is all political theater. She right. knows exactly what she's what doing. What she's going to do, right. She's pretending that she's some sort of moderate with a conscience, and she's neither. Right. What are, there,
0: someone, someone strong is running against her in Maine, right? Raised a lot of money so far? I
1: think so. Because just like, you know, there's somebody now surprisingly, surprisingly running strong in Kentucky. Because right. These, but that happened the last time. But these assholes, like, their their shtick is wearing thin on a lot of people. Right. So people have had enough, and now they're going to hopefully, I mean, how amazing would it be if Mitch McConnell got voted out? Yeah. If they could flip the Senate, I feel like that's the that's the battle to try to win. Right. Because, you know, the... Sarah you know, Gideon. Sarah Gideon is running in Maine. Is
0: the Maine Democrat challenging Susan Collins.
1: So everybody give your money to her.
0: Oh, wait. There's a primary. Oh. There's a primary. There's four candidates
1: okay. in the
0: Democratic primary for Maine. Uh... Oh, it's unofficial. This is an unofficial list. Yeah. But there's five people, five Democrats running for the nomination. Okay. This is on Ballotopedia.
1: Dot com.
0: <laughs> Let's see what CNN has to say. All at right, go rate, ahead. At any rate. So people are getting pissed. At
1: any, at any rate, I feel like maybe instead of focusing on this general election where we know that the electoral college math is going to dictate that only three states are going to matter. Right. And all you need is a little chicanery to ensure a Republican win.
0: Right. Instead right. of
1: focusing on the presidential election, let's focus on flipping the Senate.
0: Well, I mean, we've been saying that from the very beginning as the conscience we of the nation. We that it, it it The real problem is that the Senate is controlled by the Republicans and so that the House can pass... Legislation morning, noon, and night, but it dies. And it doesn't. Even, right. it's, it, it dies when it gets to Mitch McConnell's the office door the because Green Green he will ne- never bring it to the floor because the president won't support it. So, but if the if the Democrats control both houses, the president would veto it, and then they would be be able to override those vetoes.
1: Let's. Say, but you know, if assuming
0: saying, they have a the, right. the veto proof majority, but still, the chances would be better.
1: Look. Imagine if, imagine where we'd be right now if the Republicans hadn't flipped the House in twenty
0: eighteen. Right. I mean, the Democrats had not flipped if the House. The
1: Democrats. Sorry. Right. Now, right. conversely, imagine where we could be if Democrats controlled both houses of Congress. Right. Right. That would serve as the check to this. Right. To this mania that right. is right it would be a box. very
0: dangerous it would be however still a very dangerous moment in american politics just look at what's happened that's true in virginia yeah so virginia yep. now clean sweep house senate you know lower house upper yep. chamber and the governor's uh, mansion controlled by democrats the republicans in the state and i can't believe that this is all republicans in the state but do not want to recognize the validity of the election so during the gun rally last week, they yeah. were saying that it's a tyranny, it's a tyranny, it's a tyranny. These are the same people who supported those folks who on the other side and would say, well, there was an election, get over it. Yeah, there was an election, there was no question about the validity yeah. of the results. Exactly. And now, in a very threatening way, are marching down the streets of Richmond, Virginia, yeah. fully armed, fully armed. And then they're talking about oh we should secede from Virginia. You would have the state of Northern Virginia and the state of so this you know they want it both ways. These people always want to have it both ways. Elections
1: have consequences. They say get over it. They say unless your side loses and then no right. Well now Republicans would say that that's Republicans would say that
0: that's the case with the impeachment overlooking everything that the president has done. They would say. The Democrats could not beat President Trump. The Mueller report did not establish... Which is a lie, but... A crim- but this, I'm telling you yeah. what they would say. And You're so right. now they're going for impeachment because they can't, right. beat, they can't beat him.
1: Okay, however, my, <laughs> yeah. my counter to that, yeah. other than the fact that the Mueller report did not exonerate the president... Right. The impeachment is a tool that was designed... To operate in the interim years when there are no elections, so yes, right. elections have consequences. Elections right. matter. If you can't beat somebody at the ballot box, then maybe you know you want to rethink your strategy, right. or whatever. But that doesn't mean that whomever is elected gets to do whatever. They whatever want they want, right? The Which period, is like this is a right. Which is the this attorney is a, general's
0: theory of the presidency that right. he can do whatever he wants. He actually can shoot someone in the middle of. Fifth Avenue, if and there'd be no consequence. In fact, the president's lawyers have actually argued that in a hearing in an appellate court that he, he is above the law as long as he's serving as the president of the United States.
1: That to me does not feel like what the intent of the founder is. It, it doesn't were. seem to me
0: either, but certainly, but, you know, there are, we, are conservative jurists who apparently believe this.
1: I wish that we could go and bring in a time machine, the founding fathers, and ask them to opine on this, so then the conservative jurors could Well, that's could the thing say, that always
0: seems so odd to me about the people who argue so forcefully about the, the constitutional originalists. Yeah. This is what the founders meant. How do they know? They know so fervently— how, they make an interpretation of law yeah. based on what they believe the founders meant, but how do they actually really know that that's the case? They don't. It's like right. you read the Bible and you interpret. Right. So the whole thing—it seemed to me a more reasonable thing to look at the Constitution as a living document. So in this right? ca-
1: in this case, however, yeah, we do have the Federalist Papers to, uh-huh. to study right. and see what the founders were thinking about specific. Right. Instances, especially impeachment.
0: And didn't Adam Schiff quote Alexander Hamilton any number of times? I
1: believe he did.
0: Yeah, right. I I believe It's amazing. I'm trying not to pay attention to this, yet somehow... Come on, it's seeping through. It's It's everywhere. It's seeping. It's It's
1: seeping through. It's like the rot that seeps through in your your house. right. Underneath your basement.
0: I I will say that in the end, he will in all likelihood be acquitted. And it's the same thing that I said to you after... The Attorney General's whitewash of the Mueller report. Yeah. And that is the only way to beat Donald Trump is at the ballot box.
1: If. The and f- that is, if, if that if is a mess. If elections are free and fair.
0: Right. Right. Because
1: I don't even believe that that's going to happen. Right. And that's the problem.
0: Excuse <laughs> me. Bless you.
1: <coughs> mm. Bless you. Wait. One so, more. <laughs> now is that the coronavirus. That <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's
0: scary, man. That scary. But I was reading, I was reading the Times today, or maybe it's the Post. That one
1: of, one of the fake news. Sources. One of the fake
0: news outlets that scientists have made tremendous, tremendous progress in identifying the DNA sequence of this virus, and that they're hoping within three months that they will actually have uh, a, a, an ability to inoculate people against it, nice. which is great. That doesn't mean it will be widely available in three months, but that they'll be able to kind of road test it. In the meantime, China is, like, on lockdown.
1: Yeah, in the meantime— Not just
0: Wuhan. Hong Kong, all these different places. No, They don't—you know, there's this—it's the spring festival, even though it's in the middle of the winter. they, They have millions of people who are on the move. They're not letting people to do that, apparently.
1: Michelle is scheduled to go to Hong Kong next month. Really? Yeah. Whoa. That should be
0: a dream. My mom's freaking out. She's like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to Abu Dhabi." She was like, "But the coronavirus!" And I was like, "The last time I checked, Abu Dhabi was not in the Wuhan province of China." But that's cool. But or is it know, the Wuhan your, province? Your Wuhan's a with, city.
1: Your mom worries about you.
0: Yeah, and that's I know. I shouldn't that, make fun of her.
1: That's all that is. That's just. I me. shouldn't make fun of her, that's even though support. she was driving me crazy. Stephen, I'm worried about you.
0: She insisted that I told her a story that I couldn't possibly have told her because all the facts in the story were untrue. But nevertheless, she, she said that I had. She persisted, she persisted in insisting that I I had told her that story. I was like, "Mom, I couldn't have told you that story because none of it's true." Don't tell me what you told me. Exactly, I know what you told me. <laughs> anyway, I said, "Mom, maybe you got confused with another story." I didn't get it confused with another story. I'm not confused. You're confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to this. So uh, yeah, the only way you're gonna beat him is in the ballot box. And right now. Things are looking really messy on the Democratic side. Yeah. Not There's no clear front runner. Tulsi Gabbard is suing Hillary Clinton, who's not a candidate. Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are fighting, even though they bury the hatchet, but they're really fighting. Bernie's... Uh. Bernie's raising gobs of money.
1: I don't, I'm not going to get too Vice President up.
0: Biden is kind of broke. I'm not going to uh, get too worked up about this. Because I'm not I worked up like about it either, but... It
1: will all work itself out, and we'll have the worst candidate possible <laughs> come the general election, and things will just go south from there.
0: Did I tell you this last week? Charlie Cook, the pollster, no relation, was saying at a meeting that I attended... Uh-huh. Um, it was about... The meeting was about foreign policy, but of course it got into... Uh, elections. It, elections. And well, he was there to kind of uh, to kind of put uh, you know the, the political gloss to the foreign right. policy discussion, and he said it's his view that it's fifty percent chance that Vice President Biden will be the no- Democratic right. Party nominee, but the candidate that he would say has the second best chance, uh-huh, Michael Bloomberg. really? Yeah. He said because a lot of the other candidates are going to be flat out broke Interesting. After, uh, after Iowa and New Hampshire. And that just money spent alone, Bloomberg can just doesn't have House to pay any area. attention yeah. to any of these early states which aren't really reflective of the country. He's paying no attention to Iowa or New Hampshire and he can just spend money. Like if, he needs, if you need $2 billion to run a presidential race – so what? So he runs. So he spends two billion. He has forty-two billion left in his bank account. Kind that
1: of seems to be problematic. You know that this is where this well, is where we are right now. This well, is where, I mean, how our system operates. Though. Obviously,
0: campaign finance reform is something that's desperately uh, needed. But if so you're Mike Bloomberg, is, yeah. this I is guess, this is the best way to go.
1: So basically, we're going to have benevolent billionaire versus malevolent billionaire. Well,
0: look, I, you know, it, it's. Here's the thing. It strikes me that we have – first of all, Donald Trump is not a billionaire.
1: Okay, malevolent. And then also look at it
0: another way. You know, on things like the environment, healthcare, common sense, gun safety, those kinds of things – Michael Bloomberg really represents a huge chunk of the Democratic Party electorate. I mean, you cannot I, you cannot I'm not deny that. I'm not and he's put with that. he's I, put I, his I, money where his mouth is with every town for gun those safety. All things
1: are true, but like right. how what does this say about our system? When oh, the only well, people who can run right are these two right? Are, are, you know, agree. So that's a problem.
0: I, I agree that they're you know, and the, I'm not
1: saying anything about him as a candidate or right. as a person. Like I'm right. withholding judgment on all that
0: right for now. I agree. I think that the system and is – look, until you get the money out of the system in the way that it is, you're uh-huh. going to have these massive distortions. Now, and we know that that's not happening anytime but soon. But it, it, it's, it's, it's a matter of reform though because we don't want to move to a system where people who care about issues cannot pool their resources and try to influence the direction of politics because that, that's done for, for reasons that are harmful – yeah. The fact that we don't have we live in this massive distortion where, you know, 80, 85 plus percent of Americans want to have some form of common sense gun safety. Yeah. Yeah, but because the NRA and other related organizations are so well organized, they distort our policies. Yeah. But we also want, you know, organizations like National Resources Defense Council, environmental groups, to be able to pool their resources and lobby the government. We don't want. We want our government to be open to our citizens, and it, and it, our citizens to be able to pull their resources and try to impact uh, the government. So it, I think it's a fine balance of reform yeah. that is incredibly important. What I think Bloomberg is doing in a cynical, not cynical, in a in a in a coldly pragmatic way is saying this is the system, right. and I'm going to play it Within, And my strength. Right. Is is that I've got.
1: Gobs and gobs you. of money. Right? I hear you. And certainly yeah. if the system is broken, we'd rather have Bloomberg than Trump. Right. So Any but, but day, the day system, of the week. Right, but the system is, is broken. The fact Without that a doubt. The fact that this is the choice that we're going to be down to, that we may be down right. to, is an indication that the system needs.
0: Well, what to worries me, though, is that this, the, the, the moment that we're in is not enough of a crisis for enough people in order to spur reform. Yeah, well, what's it going to take? This is different from the early 70s in Nixon. And in the post-Watergate era, there were a yeah. lot of political reforms. And I was reading, um, Francis Fukuyama did a review of Ezra Klein's new book about political polarization.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which was, he, he liked the book. He had some criticisms of it. I'm certainly looking forward to reading it. But um, what he was talking about reform is that generally reform happens after such a crisis of such magnitude that people are willing to put aside even their deeply held political differences Man, to undertake like reform. War. Right. That's exactly what you're saying. That That's happen. exactly what you're saying. An external crisis. Yeah, a war. We would, and a war we where we really quite frankly felt quite threatened. Not, you know, right. Afghanistan after 18 years where no one even knows right. that we have forces there and stuff we like
1: that. We are so polarized right now. I can't see anything bringing right. us together short of a catastrophe. Right. catastrophe
0: yeah all right man all right
1: on that happy note
0: we are out think, of here I think
1: that's the end of this everybody episode. go
0: out and see being ain't ready for me it's one for demand it Netflix put it up there yay yay all right we're out we're out